Familia, it is a rough weekend to be an X-Men fan. <laughs> mm, mm. I've been trying to, you know, regulate my drinking a little bit this last month, but after seeing that the Marvels was the lowest box office opening for an MCU film, I was like, I need a drink. I'm going to drink this drink right now. <laughs> I just poured myself a little bit of vodka and, and put some lime juice in it, but... You know, it is disheartening to see a movie that was really good. By the way, you know, Familia, if you engage with this community, you know I have been skeptical about the Marvels. I, I've broken down my feels about Kamala being a mutant. I don't like that at all. I broke down my feels about the Variety hit piece that came out last week. I saw the movie and I was like, you know what? This movie is actually really good. And the post credit scene has me so excited, even though it features a one Hank McCoy, that sociopathic Beast, ah, oh, my least favorite X-Men, but even I, seeing Beast on screen, couldn't help but smile, and and with Binary as well, I was like, okay, so, you know, there's a lot of bad will for this movie, but the second people see it, they're gonna love it, and and there was so much hype this last weekend, there was so much goodwill, that that bad will had just kind of like overturned and became goodwill, and people on social media were like, no, this movie isn't bad, go see it, you know, this is certainly... Certainly better than Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. It, it, I mean, that's just facts. It, it, it's a better movie than Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Facts, 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 facts. So it was kind of disheartening to see that. And, you know, overall feel seeing the box office. I don't want to dwell on it because this, is, this episode is going to deal with something else. But my fear that with Kamala's Miss Marvel sort of being the least watched Disney Plus series... And now the Marvels having the lowest MCU opening. I don't think Kamala's going to stick around in the X books much longer. That doesn't make me excited for Fall of the House of X or Rise of the Powers of Ten, especially because it's going to feature Kamala. I just it, it it makes me really nervous, you know, that the interest in superheroes and and the X Men. It's just. We kind of missed the boat on it for the MCU, but there's a lot of hype for Deadpool three. That is the only movie coming out in 2024, so hopefully that is going to be really good. Hopefully, what is it? It's supposed to be in July. Hopefully, nine, ten months from now, we're going to be having a very different conversation. But, so I was feeling kind of down about what was going on with the Marvels and the box office opening. Because again, I loved Iman Vellani. I loved Tiana Paris. I loved Brie Larson. I think they all did such a fantastic job with those characters. And I loved the story. But I was kind of down, and then my friend sent me this article. And I haven't read the whole article, so we're going to read it together. But my friend was like, hey, did you read this article about Tom Brevoort? And he talks about the X-Books and how fans are going to be disappointed. And I was like, well, it's Tom Brevoort. He's just being facetious. And whatever quote it is, it's being facetious. But it, it, it was a further turn of the screw that makes me feel that, like, the X-Men as an IP are in real danger because Tom Brevoort is going to be the upcoming big chief for the X-Men. And if he's already trolling fans now, saying that we're going to be disappointed, it's like, ah, let's read the context of this article. I haven't read the entire article. Let's read the, the, the context of the entire article. But I just... With everything that just happened this weekend, and now Tom Brevoort, who historically has trolled X-Men fans on his form spring, and, and his form spring is still around on Tumblr, you can go check out those archives. I'm like, can we just have can we just have someone come in and say, 
just wait and see what's going to happen with the Xbox after we are done with Fall of X. You guys are going to be so excited. That's all. Just just make us feel excited for the Xbox. To, to say we're already going to be disappointed. Ah, come on, Tom Brevoort. I really, I, I've said this multiple times. I want to be wrong. I want to be so wrong. I want these, these relaunches to be better. Because again, at, at the very least... If the X-Men are thriving and being a billion-dollar franchise, if the books are selling, shipping 100,000 copies each, Power of X-Men does really well. <laughs> you know, it, it can only mean that my, my content and our community is just going to continue to grow. But it, and if it's not, it's not. And I don't want to sit here and I don't want to be negative. And, and I really enjoyed the Marvels. Marvels was such a good movie. I'm so sorry that the Marvels did not perform the way it, it should have. It, it is more deserving than the lowest MCU box office. Just like with a relaunch for the X-Men on the horizon, we, we deserve more than being told to be disappointed. But let's dive into this article, which is on Popverse. Okay. So the headline reads, just how big will Marvel's upcoming X-Men relaunch be? Editor Tom Brevoort outlines the number of titles to expect. Brevoort took to Substack to discuss the amount of books the new era of X-Men will consist of. One thing's for sure, there will be a lot of them. Okay, you know, I know that's kind of like the conversation right now that people are upset that there's a lot of X-Men books out there. I'm going to tell you, I feel that... Let me just fix this really quickly. Um, the X-Books have always had a lot of books associated with them. So I, I know a lot of people, I, I get a lot of DMs about this all the time, that there's just too many books to follow. And I don't know if that's because Hickman's relaunch just brought in a new generation of readers. But the X-Men have traditionally always had so many titles, so many spinoffs, so many miniseries to follow along. The difference was a lot of us enjoyed reading those back in the day. Now a lot of them, they just seem to be futile. You know, I love Jean Grey. I love our God Queen Jean Grey, but I think her miniseries is absolutely pointless. The The final issue drops this week, so I'll give my final assessment on that. But I, I stopped reading Iceman, not reading Iceman. So, you know, the X-Books always having multiple titles in, in, in the franchise is something that's not new. But so we're going to get a lot more new, you know, titles in this relaunch. That's that's to be expected. Okay. With all this talk about Marvel relaunching their X-Men line, you might get it in your head that the House of Ideas is going to slow up. I don't know if I thought it was going to slow up. I don't know where that's where that's coming from. Do I think that they're... Wow, <laughs> this vodka is really going to be hitting me. <laughs> Did I think that they were going to pause relaunch in the way that they did Hoxpox, yeah, but I, I was expecting an entire wave of new books to come out. You know, take a break from publishing the Ocean of X books and go back to smaller, more concentrated stream. Again, I know that this is what people prefer because I get DMs about this all the time, but I don't think historically that's ever really been the case. I mean, there's always been a plethora of X books on the market. And you'd be wrong! <laughs> I don't know who this writer is speaking for, to be honest with you. I don't know who this writer is speaking for. Because, again, I think seasoned X fans know that there's there's always multiple titles. All right, let's see, let's see, let's see. Tom Brevoort recently spoke about the number of titles any Marvel franchise would have at a given time. And since he's about to take over the captain's chair, turn the subject to the mutant line of comics. 
Specifically, the question directed to Brevoort was about what goes into deciding how many books to put out at any given time. That is a wonderful question, by the way. I, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what Brevoort's going to answer here, but I would imagine it's you know, your, your P&L, your, your, your profits and loss margin. You know, it, it costs money to print books. You, you have hired writers. You're shipping an X amount of copy. You have editors who are in the office. I would imagine all this goes boils down to a P&L. A publishing piano and you know the the cost of printing has increased etc cetera, etc cetera. so it's it's a very complicated process and i don't know how it works on the comic book side i know how it works on the publishing books side specifically paperbacks because i you were used to work at harper collins in their paperback division so i can surmise some some things but i don't know how it works specifically for comic books and all right so let's see Specifically, the question on what goes on to deciding it, which the longtime Marvel editor explained like this. So Brevoort says, this is somewhat decided by the needs of the publishing division as a whole. Fair enough. That is a great quote. I love that. Familia, you know I love it when these editors and these people talk to us as if we're in a business one-on-one meeting with them. Yeah, I, I agree with this line so much. This is somewhat decided by the needs of the publishing division as a whole. There are so many needs that go into a publishing division, yes. We need to put out a certain overall number of titles, each one generating a needed profit margin in order to pay for our overhead. Boom! Called it even before I read it. I'm going to set this. I'm not one to ever pat myself on the back, but I was. I worked in book publishing for 12 years. And, and that's also... When we talk about too many X-Books and stuff like that, I'm like, listen, we can all have feels and opinions on on the X-Men, how the books are being run, but we do have to put on our business hats and sort of look at this as a business and a business that needs to thrive. There needs to be a certain amount of books out there so they can cover their overhead. Even if they're bad books, even if they're not selling well, those books are still generating, hopefully, a profit or contributing to the overhead. Anyways, okay, okay. Generating a, a needed profit margin and keep the division profitable. That is key here. They need to be profitable. So while there's a bit of ebb and flow to this, in general, you're likely to get approximately the same general number of releases in a given family of titles month after month. Okay. And we talked about this too. We talked about this in another episode where they constantly stop a title and relaunch at number one because they get a sales bump. I don't, again, I don't look at the bottom lines. I've never seen a comic book PNL, especially for the X-Men, but I would imagine them relaunching Uncanny over and over again, number one, is a significant sales bump for that division, for that title, for that group of families. So that is why they keep doing that. That's why what we're seeing now with Fall of X, they're doing four title miniseries and then they just end it and they relaunch something else. That must mean that sales are sustaining and they're getting that sales bump. It's what I'm theorizing. And I'm sure people who understand the comic book industry far better than I do, please leave your feels in the comments below. DM me at Power of X, man. I'd love to talk the business aspect of it. I'm just talking about this from a book publishing perspective. Which is to say, continued the mutant's new boss, <laughs> the mutant's new boss, that those folks who were hoping that the X-Men line would go down to only four books are in for a world of disappointment. Oh, Brevoort. Oh, man. I wonder if the editors get any publicity training. 
because I don't I don't think what he's saying is wrong by any means. And I think that first paragraph where he talked about the needs of the publishing division and overhead was perfect. But then to say, which is to say that those folks who were hoping that the X-Men line would go down to only four books are in for a world of disappointment. Like, why would you say that? I know Brevort has, is like the oldest editorial employee they have at Marvel or whatever his moniker is. So maybe he's a little jaded. I, I understand having to deal with, you know, the fan community. We're very loud. We're very vocal. We hang on every word. But are in for a world of disappointment. Why would you say that right before you're going to relaunch the X-Men? Just say, you know, which is to say we are going to be having the same amount of X-Books, around the same amount of X-Books that we have historically have, except we're going to be focusing on making sure we hold readers longer. Something like that! Something generic! Why would you say... Only down to four books are in for a world of disappointment. You're now going to turn off those new readers you got from Hawksbox who don't want to commit to so many books. Because, by the way, here's the thing that I, I, we need to point out. Familia, I am never one to talk about penny pinching. I have many flaws as a human. One of them is that I don't know how to budget when it comes to my fandom. I love Marvel Legends. I love comic books. I'll just blindly hit the buy button or pre-order button and deal with the bill later, which is not ever healthy. However, even I, who am extremely lax with that, am looking at how much a book costs. I was at Target the other day, and the Marvel Legends Moon Knight, I really wanted him. I'm not a huge Moon Knight fan, but I love Judd McKay. We covered the Moon Knight series over at Masters of Comic Books with Cole, so I have really good memories of it. I held that Marvel Legends. So I was like, oh, I'll get him. How much is he? And I saw that he was $27.99. And I was like, $27.99 for a character I don't really care that much about? Put him back. I'm sorry. It's just a world we live in right now. So why would you turn off potential new readers or readers that you've gotten by saying there are going to be a lot more x-books like no and i know jordan d white told this to told this to us on the podcast a couple years ago where he said not every book is made for every reader and and that may be so but the comic book specifically the x-men readership community really does want to make sure they catch everything and they're involved in all the stories that the mutants are going through, especially now in the Krakoan Age. The Krakoan Age has lit a fire with new readers. I'm telling you, we've said this before, I don't want them to go back to the mansion. I personally am a fan of the mansion, okay? I hope that distinction is coming across. I am personally a fan of the mansion, but even I know going back to the mansion would be a mistake. They, they have to stay on Krakoa. People love Krakoa. People want to see the world of Krakoa through the eyes of the mutants. They want to buy every title. So, oh, man, that is a rough. It's not as bad as my friend made it sound, but that is a rough statement to sort of metabolize here. All right, let, let, let's continue reading the article and, and see. Hopefully, he'll backpedal a little bit. He continues. He continues. We may not have quite as many at the jump as the end of the outgoing era does, but It'll still be in the neighborhood and will likely increase as we move ahead and more stuff gets greenlit. I mean, that's fair. I don't think that's an unfair statement to say. And I would just say I what I would love to hear as a reader and as a publicist. How about this? What I would love to to have my my talent say as a publicist, I'm putting on the publicity hat here, is say, as we do this rollout, we'll see what lands and we'll greenlit from there. That is, that's it. That, that's all people want to say. Hype it up. People are list reading your substack, Tom Brevort. Oh, come on. Mm. 
It's a bold move, especially considering that the current era of X-Men books known as the Krakoan Age is currently being told by six ongoing series and eight limited series for a total of 14 books at the end of the outgoing era, as Pervort puts it. Damn, that is... Mm, that is a very aggressive statement, the way he just wrote that, the, the writer wrote that, for a total of 14 books at the end of the outgoing era, as Pervort puts it. <laughs> I always told you, Familia... As Brevort puts it, anything you need to know about the writer's feelings is in those four sentences right there, as Brevort puts it. Writing is your DNA. It, it, it just, no matter how much you try to mask it, your feels will always come out in your work choices. Keep in mind, too, that the Crow Cohen age, which began with all of two books, House of X and Powers of Ten, in 2019. And we're not even counting all the series that have started and ended as the Crow Cohen age went along. Wow. This writer, who's this writer? Let me see the writer's name here. This writer is Grant de Armit. Grant de Armit, you are coming for it. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I agree. We start off with two books and now we have this many books and there's been a plethora of titles. I get it. I, I understand where it could be frustrating for, for some people. So whatever Pervort and Marvel are planning... <laughs> This is more like an op-ed. I love it. So whatever Brevoort and Marvel are planning, we know it's going to have quite the range. To Marvel's credit, see right there. So the, again, the writer is now pivoting to Marvel's credit. They appear to be serious about making the X-Men their next biggest brand. Making the X-Men their next biggest brand. I will dare say for comic books, X-Men are their biggest brand right now. Everyone was talking about the X-Men during Hickman's era, and, and the X-Office was sort of a model for how editorial offices in the comic book industry should be run. It has not landed well, it has not stuck, but I will say right now it's probably the biggest brand. I, if, we, if we were able to get solid comic book sales, I would love to see how, how the books are doing. I mean, obviously your Batmans and Supermans will always rise to the surface, but I think the X-Men books have proven historically to be very steady, and with all the hype with Hickman, I'm pretty sure, I mean, they were they were at the top of the list. But with a lot of buzz about the X-Men joining the MCU, in fact, there's a rumor they'll appear in the Marvels, well, we know that is true, which releases on November 10th. When does this article come out? November 10th, right? So this article is November 10th. So we're, we're a couple days behind on it. There's never been a better time to put their money where their mutants are. Oh, oh, Grant. Uh, no, the Marvel's just bombed. And even that post credit scene, not even Hank McCoy could save it. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I. so I don't think, I don't think this was as bad of an article as, as my friend said it was. But I do think... This is more of Marvel just not learning from their mistake or learning how to talk to fans. I will say, I don't think Tom Brevoort knows how to talk to fans, unfortunately. Ah, he's no Joe Casada. Even Jordan D. White. I think Jordan D. White, again, we've had him on the podcast. I love Sailor Business. I think he knows how to talk with fans. It just saddens me very much. Axel Alonso also used to know how to talk to fans. He's no longer at Marvel. But... He knew how to talk to fans. Even Kevin Feige, when talking about the Marvels, said, oh, I think the X-Men are coming into the MCU sooner rather than later, or whatever his quote was, got so many people hyped. So, again, I don't think what Tom Brevoort said here was anything contentious, but I think it's the way he 
talks to fans. And I think this is just more of an issue that the publicity department needs to sit him down and give him some media training and just don't agitate your fan base. I mean, I don't know. This was something I thought back in like 2013, 2010, when he had his form spring. Why are you antagonizing the people who buy your books? You're an editor. Just smile and say, uh-huh, uh-huh, yes, you're right. Jean Grey is the best X-Man. Don't be like, oh, the Jean who came back in End Song. It's more like zombie Jean. And know that you're trolling the very passionate Jean Grey fan base that, that buys the books of the company you turn out. That's it. It's just good publicity. That, that's all. I, again, I don't think what he's saying is wrong. I don't think he doesn't have insight on his industry. He he clearly does. But I just wouldn't have said disappointment because that's what everyone's going to latch on to. And I think it's going to turn off some, some readers. Anyways, Familia, thank you for joining me on this breakdown. Not as bad as I thought it was going to be, to be completely honest with you. But whatever. You know, we were drinking here as a Familia. And, you know, I always enjoy that. Drop your feels in the comments below. What kind of books are we going to see in this new relaunch? Are you excited to see more X books? Do you want, do you think this is a mistake? Do you, do you know the comic book industry? Do you want to see less books? Because maybe better quality books will generate more readers and more shipping numbers. I don't, I don't know what the answer is. Again, I trust that Marvel knows the answer and that they have metadata and studies on what they ship and sell and sales analysis but you let us know familia in the comments below and we will see you next time